on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What's up guys? It's Andy Frisella and this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have a full-length episode I'm real excited about uh, Before I get into it I want to remind you that we have a fee. The fee is very simple. If you get something out of the show, if it made you think, if it taught you something, if it made you laugh, it was entertaining, if it wasn't a complete waste of your time, uh, give us a share. We don't ask a lot from our listeners. All we ask is that you should help us share the show, okay? We don't run ads. I'm not going to blow your one-third of the show up in your brain with a bunch of fucking ads that I'm making money on. It's not how I do things. So it's a straight value exchange. If you liked it, please share it. If you don't like it, cool, don't share it. So uh, with that being said, we do have a full length show. And before I get into the show, um, you guys know that I've been very active uh, in trying to push out the message of getting involved. Okay. A lot of people right now in society are waiting for other people to come along and fix what's going on. I just did a pretty aggressive Instagram story that I'm sure will get fucking removed um, this morning about it, you know? We have all these influencers, we have all these people, we have everybody sitting around saying, man, this is really fucked up and nobody's doing shit, okay? So I'm going to start highlighting people that are doing things and that's what today's show is about. And when we talk about what we're going to talk about today, I want you to think about how it is you could be involved because none of us can do this on our own. No, no one person is going to come in like everybody thinks and be the fucking hero. Okay, it's going to take a group effort, a team effort of getting involved in the battles that are directly in front of us. And I'm not talking about physical battles. You know, all you people listening to hate me. I'm not condoning violence yet. Okay, I'm just going to say that, too, because I'm not a pacifist. All right. There's a time for it. But the time now is to get involved. The time now is to get uh, in control of the message that you need to be putting out to your community, to your friends, to your family, to your school. And I've got a special guest that I want to bring on the show uh, who has never done really anything like this before, uh, who's decided to run for Missouri State Congress. And I met with her, uh, what was it, a couple months ago? A couple months ago um, about her strategy, and we're going we're gonna to interview her. So welcome to the show, Kalina Bruce. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. For, uh Stockton, Missouri. How far is that? About three hours? About three and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful place. I've been there a couple of times. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. So thanks for coming and making the trip. I also have, uh, as always, DJ. White Lightning. That's right. Yes, sir. <laughs> DJ on, got in trouble on the plane this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. DJ is carrying his gun on the plane and the pilot didn't like it. Yeah. That's because I'm black, though. It yeah, was. If you totally. had it, you'd probably be fine. That's right. It was racist. Yeah. 100%. We got to write a letter about it. I will. Yeah. And I also have a special <laughs> guest on the show that you guys request literally every fucking day. Uh, so I have her on the show today because you guys asked for it. Uh, and I'm talking about my wife, Emily. Hi. Thanks Hi. for having me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what I had to do Was- to get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Ch- change, change the label to explicit. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, uh, I just want to cover, you know, like... I want to talk about these things. You know, I think it's important for people, in my opinion, I think a lot of people have, um, like I've said before on the show, 
myself included, have gone out and used the fertile grounds of this country to build amazing businesses, amazing careers, amazing lives that we're very happy with and proud of. And now those things I feel are at stake. And I feel like we, as the people who have gone out and capitalized on what this country is about, owe this country something back in some sort of civic duty. You know, a lot of people talk about service and they talk about just the military or, or, uh, first responders. Yeah. First responders. But guys, there's service that needs to be done by us regular citizens. And it's important for us to protect the freedom and the soil of freedom, um, you know, with those civic duties. And so anybody who's going to do that, anybody who's going to sacrifice what they've got going on, uh, dude. And even if you don't agree with my opinions, I respect that. You know what I mean? We need good people like you to come along and say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to change this. So what got you uh, interested in all of this? Well, I mean, you're 100% right. Absolutely right. And we got started um, in politics advocating for our industry. So my husband and I, we farm. uh, We're fifth generation on our farm. And we saw, you know, so many issues coming down. Um, but not just for farmers, but small business, construction, you name it, overregulation is has been the name of the game here for the last 10, 15 years. And so we got involved on the advocacy side um, and we had a mentor tell us, you know, if if advocating for your industry isn't a line item in your business, then you're doing something wrong. And that would be something that I would stress to your listeners, right? Like if you're not involved in some way, you don't have to be on a board. You don't have to go uh, donate your time. Um, if you don't think that that's right, but you should be a member of whatever organization or that, uh, has your values and you should go out and advocate for your industry. And so that's where we got involved. Um, it took us, uh, to DC and we got involved with the American Farm Bureau Federation and we chaired their young farmer and rancher committee, uh, for the nation. And so that led us, um, to pretty much every state and Germany, Canada. Um, we met with some folks from Japan on, agriculture and the issues and the things that were coming down um, for, you know, the people who grow our food. And that's a very important topic for everybody, not just uh, the farmers, right? So you got to eat. And we got involved with them. um, And we, you know, we got to just hear people's stories and hear people's problems. Um, We were able to work on the uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act with the Trump administration. So um, that was a a great experience for me and to see how a piece of policy goes from start to finish. And and I'm talking like down in the weeds all the way to rolling it out um, with President Trump and, and Vice President Pence. And so that was a, a really, you know, beginning to end process for me that said, you know, hey, this is where I need to be at when the time comes. And and my husband and I always talk about how opportunity doesn't run on, on a calendar, right? And so when the time is right, the time is right. The seat um, that I'm running for uh, in U.S. Congress is open. Um, and so that time is now for us. That's awesome. So what, why now? Like why, 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 what made you say, like, what was the thing? You know what I'm saying? Cause Emily and I talk about this all the time. Like every night, like people think we're like at home, like I'm saying some motivational shit and she's like, <laughs> come on, baby. Flip, she's cooking something. Flip that steak yeah, over. Like, like it's not no, like Usually that. we're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And we're going back and forth. Like, like really just bitching yeah, about it, what's going on. Well, it's a point of like, you can't wake the sheep anymore. It's like, we have to wake the lions right now because no one's taking, and you can't, you can no longer change the mind. It's past that point. It's 18 months into this. 
there's no action taken. They don't want to change their mind. They just want to hide. It's the ego thing. Like you always, you know, talk about. So it's mm-hmm. like, now it's almost like we just talk about that. It's like, dude, they're not going to change. So let's focus on the people that are ready to stand up and wake these lions and get them to rally and move forward from there. I feel like that's a big, I'm going to get back to, to, to that question, but I do feel like that's an important point because I feel like, you know, when I look at like what the conservative movement and you guys all know, I consider myself a moderate, right? Like I definitely identify more with conservatives right now than, than, than anything else. Uh, because I ain't about being fucking crazy. Okay. <laughs> uh, but just being honest, dude, yeah. like this shit's fucking insane. Agreed. But, but, uh, you know, when we talk about waking the lions, right? Like, dude, what, what is it going to take? Like, what is it going to take for this conservative movement to stop trying to convince everybody? Like, you know, it's like they're standing around and they're and the fucking sky is falling and they're like chicken little saying, oh, the sky's falling. Yeah, no shit, dude. We all see the sky's falling, but it's going to take people like Kalina who are going to step up and say, hey, I want to do something about this. And we need more of that. We need more people that are willing to sacrifice and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to put our little business over here on the side and try to control it as best as I can while I go help with this bigger cause. And I, dude, to me, that's the most noble thing someone can do right now. And a lot of people argue your vote doesn't matter right now. Well, and I agree, it doesn't matter right now. But we got that's something we got to fix. That's something we have to get involved in. So, what was it for you though that, like you said, like you guys got together? Uh, Kalina's husband sitting here in the room with us, and I'm looking at both of them. What is it that you guys got together and and said like? you know what? We got to do something. Well, I don't think that you and Emily are any different than any other couple in America right now. You go home and and you think about what was on the news today or what came across on your on your news app. And you're like, holy shit, did you see what happened today? Yeah. Can you be, can you even believe that? Like that is something that would have never happened 15 years ago or 20 years ago. And then I put dinner on the table and our seven year old daughter comes to the table and I'm like, oh my gosh, she is not going to have the same freedoms that we have had. And that gives me chills. And if that doesn't give you ch- you guys chills and your listeners chills, like there's something wrong with you because that is scary. That is a scary thought to think that our children, whether you have children or not, your nieces, your nephews, the children in your community will not be able to grow up and raise their families with the same freedoms that we have and that we have taken for granted for many generations. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was the trigger for me. Right? right. You know, we've, we've been involved and we've done all the things on the local level. Billy's been on our school board for, I don't know, eight years now. And we we've done all the, all the little things and we could continue to do those little things. But a lot of people have invested a lot of time in us to give us the skill set to make this next step. So here we are. I think that's the the thing though. It's like I feel like everybody like we're waiting on everybody to draw that line in the sand. But the mm-hmm. thing is like everybody has their own stick and and everybody has their own little thing that's going to make them draw that line. For some people, it is kids, right? For some people that don't have kids, it might be something else. So it's like we're waiting. Like it's a, it's an individual basis, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the problem, right? This is not an individual basis. We have to start thinking collectively. Like this is going to affect everybody, not just you. And when it you know when it makes sense or it feels good for you to do something, this is about everybody. I think that's a good point, dude. I think I think there's a lot of people like out there who are who are they identify with being a Democrat yeah. who think this shit's not going to affect. It's not going to affect them. Like no. they, like like they think like, oh yeah, dude, our side's winning. No, not at all, yeah. bro. 
Like these people that you think represent your values do not represent your values. They're using you as a, as a vessel to get their own agenda, which does not benefit you or yeah. anybody else in this country. Yeah. And, and to that same point, like even, even when like, cause I mean, honestly, like we were talking about this on the plane here. It's like, this is the push for communism and socialism. If you can't see that, I don't know what to tell you. But the thing is, like, the people who are even pushing this, they're not going to be on the good side. That's right. After this shit is done either, right? That's it's right. like the, the Lori Lightfoot's, all these people that are pushing all of this stuff, they're they're going to be messed up too. They're just useful <laughs> pawns. That's them. all it is. No, it's, I feel that everybody on both sides, it's spoiled in the wealth of freedom. They don't think it's going to affect them. They don't want to take the stand. And like, mm-hmm. you're talking about like socialism, like, you know, I read something the other day about like, you know, you can't, talk you talk about socialism in a free country but go to a socialist country and try to talk about freedom there and see what happens they cut your fucking head off right yeah so well one of the things that that struck me about you when i first met you was i was and don't take this the wrong way i was surprised (laughs) how young you were yeah okay so let's talk about that like you guys are young it's not like you're old people okay um what is the responsibility for for people for younger people to get involved at this point i get asked that question all the time you know you're young you know why why you know you you have a young family you know my business is you know 13 years so technically young you know Mm -hmm. and um you know why why would i wait i mean if i wait 20 more years Will I even have the chance to run? Will we even have elected officials in 20 years? Like, why would I wait for that to happen? But really for young people to get involved, you know, we have met with a ton of different people in every, every state, different countries. And most everyone says, we just don't really feel like we're represented, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's no party for us. There's nobody with our mindset and, and that's for the middle class or for, you know, for us, uh, young conservatives, right? Mm -hmm. Where some of the social issues aren't as big as the forefront, right? Right. And I'm like, well, because historically you guys have your heads down and you're working your businesses and you're raising your families and you look up when you're 55 or 60 and you're like, oh, let's get involved, you know? And then that, and we are just as guilty on that forefront. We advocated for our industry, but we never really got behind a candidate of any sort Mm -hmm. and said, hey, we're going to do what we can as a family to, and as local business people to push this candidate to the forefront in our area, we just, yep, yep. Seems like a great, we did our research. We were informed voters, but we did not do our part mm-hmm. um, to get behind a candidate. And, and I think that's the the big thing for our age group, right? The 25 to 45 year olds, you have to find a candidate that you feel like is going to push your values and protect our freedoms and, get America back on track and you got to support them Mm -hmm. with volunteer hours, with financial support, whatever that means for you in terms of supporting a candidate, you have to rally behind them because you're right. You don't have a candidate. You've not had a candidate before. And that's because you haven't gotten involved. Mm -hmm. And and because they all look like that. That too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that is a refreshing thing. Like seeing you, meeting you, it's like, you don't look like that, right? Like, like what? Like this they, can't, old, they can't see that. I'm sorry. I have I pulled up a picture of Nancy Pelosi. I mean, just look, look, look at any of the politicians we have right now. They're how all these glasses, old, How many bottles of wine is she there? Oh, deep. she's probably at least two deep. Or no, she's a vodka person, I bet. Okay. Like I can almost Definitely. smell the photo. I can smell yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But that's a, I mean, for, for the young people out there, right? Like, like I, I went through the same thing because it's hard to relate to these people that you know are 
I mean, she's what, 103 or something like that? Like, she's old. She's wrinkly. Like, I can't relate to that. You know, she was she was alive when black people weren't allowed to drink from water fountains. You know what <laughs> no I'm saying? Shit. Like, 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 like no I, how can I relate to that? No right? shit, and, and so I think it's, it's very, very crucial. I mean, like you said, for the young people to start looking out there because we are there is a, a new movement of younger young. And I say young, I'm not talking, you know, 19 year old peak you know, kids. Right. Yeah, like, but you got Madison Cawthorn out there who's 25, 25 yeah. killing it, you know. Sure. And so yeah. you, you got these younger, younger people that, that are that are coming into office. And so it is easier to relate to that. And, and for me, it's a breath of fresh air. I think for I think definitely a breath of fresh air. I think it's something that. DC is actually craving. It doesn't seem like it, but when I've been out there and meeting with different groups, they they say the same thing. It's refreshing to have a different perspective. It's refreshing to have a connection to our younger members or an idea of how to even reach members to get involved in our organization. And so you're right. I mean, just because you're young doesn't mean you have the, a free ticket to go run for office, but it does mean you should be thinking about ways that you can get involved. You know, I think what holds a lot of people back, and this is something that I've struggled with, and, and you know, those close to me know this, like Emily knows this, DJ knows this, but, <clears throat> you know, I have a hard time, even today, like realizing that I'm a, I'm a voice that people listen to. Like, I, I, I humble myself so much to the point where I'm like, nah, dude, I'm just a dude. Like no one gives a fuck what I actually say. And I think most people do that, right? Like they most do. people, no matter where you are, you think, man, am I really qualified to do this? Like, they are think. people really going to listen to me? Does my voice really matter? And the answer is unequivocally yes, all the time. It just matters. It matters way more than you think. And in fact, just having the courage to stand up and say, hey, man, I don't really think this is right. Creates other people that say, you know, I don't either. And then the third person, I don't either. And then all of a sudden you have a group, you know, and that just comes from you guys understanding who are out there right now. Like I get this DM all the time, bro, you have a huge voice. You know, I don't have any voice. That's not true. You have a huge voice. You have a huge impact. You're able to talk to your neighbors, your family, your friends, the people at your office and have real conversations, guys. The bit, this like okay, building a movement and culture is no different than building a movement in business or building a business. Okay. A lot of people in business, and I'm going to tie this back to entrepreneurship because that's what this show is generally about. Um, when the world's not burning, uh, you know, when you go grow a business, you guys have heard me tell you this all the time. Our business is a result of lots of one-on-one conversations over the course of time. Like it's not, you know, you go out there and you have a hundred people or 200 people every time you go to talk to someone and they're going to all listen to you and go, that's not how it works. It doesn't even work that way for someone with a voice. Like the amount of individual conversations that have to be had to build something that actually matters is massive. So why not start now? Why not start right now having these individual conversations? And the fact that people don't understand this concept that it's one customer at a time or one like-minded individual at a time if we're talking about a movement, uh, which is what we're talking about now. That's what keeps people from even getting involved because they think they don't have the power to do it because they can't get the attention of 100 or 1,000 or 10,000 people. It still doesn't matter. Like even for someone with a huge audience, it's one person at a time. Like even if one person listens to this show and only one and decides, you know what? I'm going to get involved too. That was worth doing the show. hundred percent. Like, like the guy in it's, New York that just did the, uh, 
the the signs for all the restaurants and stuff. Oh, yeah. He's a listener of the show. Yeah. Right? He, he created a huge movement. And he's got it going now, too. Yeah. Well, there's always that single point of impact, though. You know, it's people are afraid to speak out now, especially with social media. They're afraid to be just bombarded and berated, you know, that, oh, people aren't going to like me. But the thing is, is that, you know, you talk about, like, if we go back to, you know, old stuff is, you know, the girl you met at Price Cut, you know what I mean? When the, yeah. That got burned in the plane. Yeah. That was a single point of impact that changed your life. And you can be that person to someone else. It's just having the confidence to say, you know what, I'm just going to share this. If one person agrees, great. Well, that person knows other people. And then it just, it's a whole, like you said, that's how you build a movement. It's that single point. Yeah. It's exponential growth for sure. for sure. One builds onto two, builds onto four. And you know, like for your listeners, the, the biggest impact you can have right now is to get involved in your city or your county or your township, wherever you're at and how, whatever you call yourself, that's the biggest place you can get involved. And I can guarantee you there are open seats. There are open seats yes. in places. Because there's apathy. There is. Yes. And and people are scared to, to step out there. But I'm telling you, put your name in the hat and, and go make a difference in your town or in your, in your local school district or your county commission, whatever that looks like for you. Just go do it and you will be surprised how many people will stand behind you. And it and and they might do it silently, but they're still a force to be reckoned with. What has the temperature been since you 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 came out and you said, Hey, I'm doing this? Like what's what's it been like for you? Uh, like with your friends and family and people that you actually know? Yeah. Lot, lots of excitement. Yeah. Um, so but it's a roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you'll hit 10 people that are super excited. You'll hit one that's like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. are you sure? Like you're leaving this behind and the opportunity for to grow your business more and you know you're leaving all of this behind like no i'm not leaving it behind i'm putting it on my back and i'm taking it with me like we are building something and it's going to take somebody with some leadership skills and a backbone to go do it yeah and you guys understand like very literally that if the soil's not fertile you can't grow a business absolutely you know if you don't have the right soil you can't grow crops. People starve. And that's what's happening in America right now. The The ability for the American dream will not grow in the soil that's being polluted right now. And, and I know you understand it. We've talked about it before. Um, <clears throat> but that's good. That seems like it's mostly been very supportive. Of yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got you got your haters who say, oh, you're you're a girl. You're not gonna make that big of a difference. You're young. You can't make a difference. And I just say, watch me. You know, it's fine. I'll, I'll come back to you whenever I've won the campaign and you're going to want to be involved. And I'll say, you know, email team for yeah, yeah. at Bruce for Connors. You know you know <laughs> we'll get back to you. You know what yeah. the email is going to say? Yeah. A Kalina, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I always yeah. believed you. I always believed in you. <laughs> yeah. Dude, those that's what the email is going to say. Yeah. I've gotten a bunch of them. Yeah, right? For sure. Like in the business world, you know, for sure. like I get yeah. these people who used to tell me and like I have the elephant brain. Like they tease me in here on the podcast <laughs> because I can literally sit down and I have a photographic memory. And people don't realize that. Like I can read a book and then I can like literally recite the book. I can remember exact lines I said out of a podcast like days later. And every once in a while when these guys are editing, they're all laughing right now. But I'll call, I'll say, hey, you know, when I said that shit, uh, let's take that out because that sounded crazy. <laughs> like, but but, uh, you know, the ability to remember when people criticize and they say those things, I I do not forget anything with that. Yeah. And it's one of the big like people sometimes are like, oh, why do you you should do it for the people that support you? No, dude, I, I do it to prove motherfuckers wrong. And that's just that's the right. way I'm built. You know what I mean? I like it. And, and that's why I keep raising my standards and saying more crazy shit. Like the other day I said on my story, I'm going to own some sports teams, some motherfuckers. 
guess what? Nobody hit that laugh one exactly. right now. Exactly. Back in the day, had I said that, it would have had 400 laugh reactions. Right. There wasn't a single one. And that's what happens when you start doing shit. Yeah. Those it, people come around and they say, oh, Kalina, it's so, it's so great that you're doing so good. And you're like in the back of your head, you're like, yeah. Fuck you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't I don't need I yeah. don't need everybody to be all on board. I need some haters. Like yeah, yeah. that's what fuels me. I can't, you know, if it was just a smooth sail to the top, I wouldn't be working as hard and doing what I need to be doing. So. What do you think needs to happen for us to like, you know, cuz I feel like with the last, you know, 10, 15 years with social media, it's polarized people so much to where like, dude, we really shouldn't have haters. Like no. we do have them, okay? And there are they they are out there. What do you think needs to happen to get people to come back together and say, hey, man, we're all here. Uh, this is our land that we all live here. We need to get along and, and not be so because I think this is one of the, the biggest things that's that's keeping. And I also believe it's been done intentionally uh, and methodically. But I think, you know, that the I don't know if it's cancel culture or what it is, but people just aren't willing to have productive conversations anymore. No, it's that's leadership, man. Yeah. I mean, you know that. Like, if you yeah. if you polarized every single thing here in your business, yeah, what what would morale well, be like? Well, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. You know, it, it's leadership, and it's the it is the ability to uh, come together on the things that we know we have common interest in. It's it to support the things that we know we all have to have, and and also the ability to say, you know what. This is a social issue and Americans are smart people mm-hmm. and we're going to let too. them make their own choice about that. Yeah. You know, and so and, you know, con- conservative, morally, you know, speaking. Right. There are things that I, I just don't I can't get on board with from a social issue. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to shove that down someone's throat and ignore the real issues in America. Right. right? The things that will move us forward as a right. country. Uh, simply so I can fight about yeah something else for right? sure. Like I, I don't care. I don't care no. about a lot of those things. Yeah, yeah. I I just want to fix immigration, and I yeah. want to make sure that we're not overregulating small business, and I want people to have the dream, right? Yeah. The same dream that I was able to build. The next person should be able to. But we've wrapped it up in so much red tape and put so much shadow on it, right? And said, wait a second, this doesn't really matter, but COVID matters. Yeah, and you know, vaccines matter and, you know, your gender or whatever you think your gender is matters. Or the identity politics. That has the, nothing to right. do with the American dream. No. Or building a strong country. Nothing to do with it. I was going to say, it's people are worried about the paint color on the walls before they even pour the foundation. Yeah, absolutely. So mm. getting back to the, the foundational principles of what our country is founded on and what makes our country run and what makes our country grow. And that's just leadership. I agree with that, man. I think a lot of, I think a, a big problem with the, uh, with both, both sides of the ideology. So let me make this clear. There's only really two sides going on right now. There's pro freedom and then there's communism. Okay. All of you guys out there thinking that there's still a democratic party that is represents traditional Democrat values. You're mistaken a hundred percent. And if you watch how they vote, if you watch what they say and they, they, they parade around saying they care about these things, but really what they're doing is that, like you said about the social issues, they push all this social issue into the forefront of the media, the, uh, the racism issues, the abortion issues, the brutality, the The police brutality, all these things that are not statistically able to, you aren't statistically able to back them up. 
and they get everybody arguing about this shit. So then they can go, they, you're all looking at this and then they can go do whatever they want to fleece the country yeah. and take everything from you. And that's what's being mistaken right now. So before I get into this point, I want to clarify, um, there is no left versus right right now. It's American freedom versus communism. And that's the, that's the page everybody needs to get on that yes. we're missing right now. Yes. You know, people are still hoodwinked into believing that this is left versus right. And it's not. It's all of us versus 600 people in Washington, D.C. that fucking hate us. And, and that might be a little aggressive for people to hear, but it's the truth. Um, but one of the things that, that I think conservatives really struggle with uh, in terms of getting the younger people to vote for them is that they push these social standards so hard. And instead of worrying about the foundation, like you said, Emily, you know, they're not worried about uh, good economic policy or, uh, you know, protecting our country. Like people hear the, the, the illegal immigration issue at the border and they have this bleeding heart and they think, oh, do you know what? We should just let them in here. Yeah. And this, you guys have no concept of what those cultures bring into our communities and what's allowed over in those cultures and what's normal in those cultures. And you won't find out until you're in a parking lot somewhere mm -hmm. with one of those people that came from somewhere else. And it's a dangerous situation. This, there's so much to this. And people, and people talk about, oh, well, they're not trying to replace the voters. Yes, they are. They're 100% yes, trying to replace the black voters because black voters, for the most part, have realized that they have been used after this last election and they're afraid that they won't get that vote anymore. Yep. So now what they're doing is they're letting all these people come in so that they can get them dependent on their policies and then get them to continue to vote their way. You know what the problem I have with, with the left's argument of the immigration stuff? Oh, you know, we should care, but they should. Motherfucker, you drive down your street every day and you drive right past fucking 10 or 15 homeless people and you don't do shit about them. That's right. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's That's like right. when, we're, when we're addressing these problems that, that we call problems, there's real fucking issues here in America. What about all the homeless veterans that have served the military? That millions. Are homeless we have, we have yeah. millions of homeless people in this country right yeah. now. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, why, why not address that? Right? Like there's countless of ways. And, and here's the other part, right? If America was so terrible, right, then why are millions of people trying to get into this fucking country? Well, that's pretty much the question <laughs> of the hour, bro. Because you know what I'm saying? Here's, like, you know, what's, what do you, what's the answer to that? You know the answer. The answer is these people don't have any perspective. They they've don't never have problem. They've never been anywhere that's that's impoverished. They've never they've never been poor. They've mm. never been oppressed. They don't even know what the fuck it looks like. Right. And they claim that that's their whole life. Right. You know, Madat's over there shaking his head. You know what it's about, bro. Coming from Bosnia, like, you know. Go ahead. I mean, it's a lot worse in other places, and people don't. People just they have it too good here and they're really spoiled. They don't really see what it's like to uh, build your house out of mud or something like that. It's, yeah. it's America's the greatest country in the world. I mean, there's nothing, there's no way around it. Yeah. And it's interesting. Isn't it interesting that every single person that, that we know that we've talked to that comes like our, the, the guy who drove us around when we were in, uh, Joe, in yeah, Texas Morocco, yeah. or the guy that drove us around when we were in uh, Utah, these guys come from a place that is not around. And they, why do these, why do the foreign people who have immigrated here legally and have gone through the process, how come they're all more educated about America than the people who are naturalized citizens? How come they value what's here? Like, have you guys ever asked yourself that? 
You ever ask yourself why people who move here are happy to come here and work their asses off, even if they don't necessarily become wealthy or whatever it is, but they're just happy to be here. You ever think about why that is? Because the alternative is way worse. What is the alternative? Communism. Yeah. And what happens to communism? you, You don't own shit. Nothing. Nothing. And you don't even have any opportunity. Like you guys think this is about like, oh, dude, it won't be that bad. You know, we'll be able to still. No, that's not how it works. It works like this. You're born, you're property of the state. If you speak out against the state, they kill you. If you don't do exactly what they want, uh, you go to jail. Do you have the opportunity to get ahead if you're not already in that club? No, absolutely zero. So all of you right now who are listening, who have dreams about being something one day, you should absolutely get involved with what's going on right now. Otherwise, those dreams are literally, literally impossible. All right, who wants to say something next? Because I <laughs> no, I was just going to say the you know the only equality that you're going to have if things keep going the way it is is equal e- shit, e- equal poverty, <laughs> equal poverty. Yeah. That's it, and people don't understand that, and it's it's honestly truly disturbing. That, you know, going back to what you're saying is, you know, like we talked about, like, you know, the pain on the wall versus the foundation. It's like, I don't know if it's, you know, the young group. They just feel like, oh, I can actually handle this because this is, quote, a smaller issue instead of actually the bigger thing. So they don't actually take stake in that, try to educate themselves, research that to see what can I do about these things about immigration and about, you know, all you know, everything going on in the country right now. So they try to handle like the little shit that they think is going to actually just get them social media clout if they're if their picture is taken at a freaking protest for something. You mean like plastic you know I mean? straws in California? Do, do what? You mean like plastic straws in California? Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, are you looking for the pat on the back so you can right. post a cool Instagram picture? Are you actually, you know, why don't you actually get into your organization, like you're saying, your, your community, your schools, everything like that. That's the thing that's so frustrating for us is like, we know people that bitch about it 24, oh, me, 24-7, but will not take action because like, well, it's just going to make it harder Bro, for me. Bro, they won't even post on their fucking Instagram. I know. And that's the thing is like when you post on there, okay, your first post that you want to step up and say something, it's it might nervous. be scary yeah. and you might, you know, get some backlash or whatever. But the thing is, is that you're going to have a lot more people that are, you know, receiving that very well. And like, you know what, you did this. So now I feel like I can say this too. And that's going to keep growing. I mean, whenever I first started talking about this, whenever it happened, you know, March, 2020, I remember I lost so many followers at first, but now I'm gaining more every time I speak out. And that's a big thing. And like social media has taken such a hold of the younger generation. I mean, I think Instagram is like the fourth most used app in the country, you know? So they're using that as their platform and they're so afraid to say something because they don't want to be disliked. But the thing is that there's so much power in that and you have to have the confidence and know your sense of self and have that integrity. You know, I posted something the other day about your integrity shouldn't come with a price tag. And that's the biggest problem now is people are not speaking out because they're being paid to say one thing or, you know, like celebrities and shit like that. It's just so, so disturbing. So what do you think is like, you know, cause obviously you're young, you're relatable to the younger generation. So what is something that, you know, you would tell the 20 year olds that are on Instagram right now that believe in what you say, but they're fearful of speaking out. I would say that, especially if your business is, you know, centered around your social media, right? I would say, well, you either can put your uh, business and, and your livelihood on the line right now and speak up and fight for America, or you can just give it all to the government in 10 years. You can you can make that choice. And it is a personal choice. And I can respect your personal choice. But don't come bitching to me in 10 years because mm-hmm. you you were given it, you're writing a check and you're giving it all away. Yeah. I mean, that, that is all it is. It is a now or it's a later. It is. And mm-hmm. you get to make that choice. A hundred percent. 
Well, and all these kids that want to flex on Instagram, like all these, uh, you know, entrepreneurs renting jets and cars and stuff, you're not going to be able to do that either. That's the point that gets me so frustrated. Yeah. Like I get these people who follow me for success, right? Like they want to see all the lifestyle shit. Bro, shut up about this shit. Just post some more cars. Motherfucker, you'll never have those cars if you don't get involved exactly. with, for the freedom, bro. Sure. Like that's the point I'm trying to make. And like, I have a pretty good track record of fucking winning. And like, dude, to be honest, I feel kind of bitter. Like I'm a little bit bitter about this because it's like my whole life I've won. I Everybody's seen it. It's been on the internet for a fucking decade, right? And I'd say, hey, this is what's happening. And people are like, oh, dude, show your cars. It's like, hey, bro, are you, you, you obviously don't have the intelligence to understand. Guess what it took to get those cars. Yes. <laughs> but, like, but success is not things. Okay. And that's where yeah. the younger generation, I mean, pretty much every generation is, is messed up. Success is not things. Success is the freedom to choose what you want in your life yeah. and choose what you want to do with your life. Right. So if you're truly successful, then you get to make that choice every day. That's right. And it, you know. But that's the difference. And you're about halfway there just for fucking being born in this country. Absolutely. Right. That's the More crazy than half part. of the way there. Yeah, like that's the crazy part. Like like you other countries, you you do not have the freedom to go down to the grocery store whenever you want. You don't get it. You'll get a bag of, of, of a couple of eggs, a little loaf of bread a month in other countries. Like that's how it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like like just understanding that you're more than halfway there just for being born on this soil. And then at right now in this moment, in this day and age that we're in, that's that's at risk. That's at risk. The framework's already put in place. Yeah. You don't even have to dream up something new or create a different wheel. All you got to do is insert yourself at A. Mm -hmm. The other thing I'd say, too, for like the young people that are like, you know, or, or just people in, in general, man, I'm, oh, I'm scared. I don't know if people are like, like, first of all, if you're worried about speaking up, whether or not you're going to get likes or not, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the biggest. It's not about the fucking likes. It's not about any of that. Like, we have a genuine problem, right? That, that, that is in front of our face, that's slapping all of our face. And it's not about the fucking likes. It's not about the shares. It's not about, like, yeah, don't but, worry about that. But think about what that generation, what, what do they have? The reality bread, TV. Yeah, the thing is, yeah. is that they're surrounding themselves with, quote, reality, which is scripted reality. So they want to be liked like that. They want to have this, quote, whatever they think yeah. fame is on Instagram. They want to be this, you know, big YouTuber yeah. or blogger or whatever. So they want to try it. They just want to grasp all that that they yeah. can. The thing is, they don't realize they're not going to have that opportunity because we are all so drunk on freedom and think it's not going to happen to us until it comes knocking at your door. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? What yeah. just happened? Let you me know? let me post this on Instagram while they're taking <laughs> my shit. Like, bro, what? <laughs> well, and the ironic thing in all that is because these guys are so hungry for attention mm -hmm. and they're not in tune with what the temperature of the actual audience is. They actually are going to get less attention. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing worse than seeing these guys who are peers of mine who are like out there just like. Blinders continue. on. Yeah. Like yeah. not saying anything, um, not, you know, continuing to talk about, you know, making more money and this and that and this, this without saying shit about anything. And I, it's, it disgusts me. Like right. it disgusts me. And I think I'm not the only one it disgusts. I think the average person is to the point now where they see who the fuck cares oh. about themselves and who cares about everybody. Absolutely. I see it every people yeah. that, you know, and it's, it's bad because the thing is that that might, that, if you're not speaking about this and you have any sort of a platform that's two followers or 200 million followers, it's your obligation to step up and say something because you know what? You might be the only person that that person follows that would speak up about something. So mm -hmm. you have the chance to educate someone else. So you are doing yourself and that person a strong disservice if you don't step up and say, you know what? This is wrong no matter what age you are. Here's what you can do. Because a lot of people, I feel like they just put their hands up because they truly do not know where to turn or what to do or what to believe. So if people could actually come out with, hey, you know what? 
here's three things you can do this week to start taking action in your community or on your social platform or whatever, and give these younger people steps that they can take. Cause a lot of them don't know what to do because they're, they've been with their head in their sand or they've been stuck on reality TV or Instagram, whatever. Or they're waiting for someone else. Right. They're yeah. They, they lose grasp of like what actually needs to happen. So step out, say something and help these kids know how to address this shit. Absolutely. And I think the waiting part goes to like historically, you know, you had the picture of Pelosi up here that that is the age group that runs for office. Mm -hmm. So from our generation's perspective, well, you know, there'll be someone from that age group stand up and and protect us. Right. No, 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 no. It's you. And that is it. And, and it's, if it's not you, it's your spouse. If it's not, you find somebody in your community who will stand up and that you can back. Right. Somebody in your community can do that, especially if they have 10, 12, 30 people that are that will be behind them. Yeah. And that's all it takes. It just takes a little bitty couple people to get a real movement going. You know, uh, you know, the one thing I will say with all of this, all of this going on, that's that's absurd in the world right now (laughs) is that I think it does have the potential to create that whiplash effect where we're going to swing back the other way. Uh, Cause I'm seeing more and more and more people get involved. Um, as of the last, I would say 60 days, it's accelerated tremendously. And getting back to the influencer thing, uh, you know, these guys, it's to me, those guys who are silent and let's just say they're, they want a following just for a following. Like, I'm just going to say this and, you know, and maybe it's disingenuous. I don't really care because we need everybody, but if you want to build a fucking brand, uh, stand for fucking free America right now because motherfuckers are starving for that. They're starving for that. So even if it's not your top priority, it's a really great business strategy for some of you that have zero attention. You're just afraid to step out in the light. And do I think that's a good thing? Not necessarily. I think you should care for uh, the organic true reasons, but we need fucking everybody right now. And so no matter what your fucking motivation is, get in the fucking game. Well, it's like I shared with you the other day about some DMs that I got from people saying that they bought my product instead of someone else's because this other company they were loyal to, they were pushing all this stuff. They weren't standing up. They weren't having a voice. And so therefore I earned their business just from speaking up on what I believe. So yeah. It, I Emily, mean, we get a thousand plus emails a day yeah. saying the same shit. Yeah. And, and, the, and we might get one or two that say, oh, you know what? I, I bought your stuff and now I'm sending it back. Because your CEO speaks about this and this and this and this and this. He wants us to be free. You know what's fun? Yeah, no shit. Oh, you mean I want you to be able to choose all of your whole life? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what? Because that's where I stand. But though, but what's funny is, is every single time those people say, oh, let's fucking send your product back. We go in and look, guess what? They don't send it back. They're not even real customers. They're right. people <laughs> just saying shit. You know? And so... I. Look, you might lose two customers, but you know what? You might gain two. Not only that, but there's a there's a really cool thing that happens with that when you step out and be who you are and say what you want to believe. Because what happens is the first week, um, people, some people are going to say, huh? they're going to say shit like this. Oh, I'm so disappointed in you. Like shit like that. Okay. First of all, I don't care if you're disappointed in me because I don't even fucking know you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, you are going to have some people in your family say, oh, what are you, what are you doing? You should probably... You know, not do that because that's going to be bad for business and blah, 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 blah. Look at those people's lives. Are mm-hmm. they killing it? Do they know what they're talking about? Usually not. All right. But the best thing that happens from speaking out and being who you are and telling the truth is you don't have to hide anymore. 
Like I don't have to be afraid anymore of what I say because for the last two years, well, actually the last seven years, well, actually my whole life, I've said exactly what the fuck I want to say. So, and I know some people don't like it, but guess what? A whole bunch more do, okay? And that'll be the same for you. A lot of you guys have trouble finding your tribe and your group and your following. And the reason that you can't build a momentum behind you and your business is because you're riding the fence, dude. Yeah. Yes. Yep. You're riding the fence. Waiting, yeah. And, and, and the mentality is, oh, you know, I, I, if I say this, this might piss some of these people off over here. Or if I say this, this might piss some of these people off over here. Dude, this is an attention game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Business is now an attention game. You get no attention riding the fence. Okay. People may buy from you, but your growth is going to be slow. You want a fanatical culture. You want a culture that shows up, that supports you when other people attack you. You want a culture that insulates you from the from the bullshit out there. Dude, stand for what it is you are. And that and by the way, you don't have to agree with my stances. I'm just telling you that's the way to build a brand. I've said it for years and years and years and years. Okay. 50% of the people are going to have a propensity to not like you no matter what you say. 50% of the people are going to have a propensity to like you no matter what you say. Your job as the leader of you and your organization and your own brand and your own circle of influence is to get those people who are who are more likely to like you to love you. That's the game. It's real simple. It's the game in anything. It's the game in a movement. It's the game in politics. It's the game in business. It's the game in everything. All right. Now, I'm not saying be extreme polarization people, you know, but I'm saying, hey, this is what I stand for. This is what I believe in. I'm not backing down. And if you don't like it, fuck you. Right. And that is what you have to stand for. That's what you have to do. And your people shouldn't have to guess one way or the other, whether it's your staff or your family or your, you know, your following. They shouldn't have to guess where you stand on things. If you are confident in who you are and what you stand for and you share that, that provides them a blanket of security. Yeah. And they are willing to follow you. And here's the other cool thing. A lot of people who don't agree with you will respect that you stand up and, and have a backbone and they'll support you regardless. Yes, exactly. Even yeah. if they don't agree that's with right. you, a strong, a strong pe- respect-driven community yes. is going to is going to support you regardless. Say, so, you know what? I don't agree with this, but I do respect it's your platform. You can say whatever you want or blah, blah, blah. And those are the people, you know, it's it's you're going to experience that a lot more than the quote haters. I have so many of those people. Mm-hmm. I have so many of those people who will say, Andy, you know what, brother? I love you, man. I don't agree with what you said right there, but I love the fact that you believe it. And, and like, dude, that's that's powerful shit. You know what I'm saying? And dude, we need more of that. And I, I kind of misspoke when I said, if you don't like it, fuck you. That's the wrong attitude. The wrong, the right attitude is if you don't like it, that's okay. Or there's a that's conversation about said. it. It's it's dialogue over debate. And yeah. a lot of people aren't, we can have these. You know, I, I got one person the other day when I posted the, these FDA stats, one person that sent me this, you know, long ass DM, like, I, I don't know if I should have sent you this or not, but blah, 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 and runs into all this shit. But the thing is they're, they said some like hateful things. And I just went back with respect. I was like, okay, that's fine. I hope you're doing great. Blah, blah. Here's this. Here's the link for this. It's the four hour, 21 minute mark. You can see this. Da, da, da. And they don't ever fucking respond. You know, they, they know that, but it's like, I'm open for a dialogue. I'm not going to debate you. Sure. I'm not going to say about time. your Trump shirt yesterday. Dude, they fucking loved it. And I looked at that. I, I had the most, the most link clicks on that one. I've, I think that I've had than any other link click because people wanted it so bad. I had one person that said, I don't really like your shirt, but where can I get those leggings? But other, 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 I said, first form color is flame. You can get them on the website now. Um, but uh, yeah, people went fucking crazy for it. They loved it and they all want one. The thing is that's, 
you know, you may be afraid to wear that, but guess what? People really, really liked it. You know what? Sure. You know why they like it? It's not because they like Trump, dude. It's because Trump's the only guy that has stood up for American freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Because he treated America like what it is. It. It's a fucking business. It's not this power trip game of like, okay, let's just put blinders on everybody else and pull these little fast ones behind. And that's what that's what's so frustrating I find about this whole thing is how, like I talked about, you know, like waking the sheep. The thing is, how can you not connect the dots on all of the discrepancies? If that happened in your household, you know, that's this is fucking gaslighting at its finest. Like mm-hmm. how you would not put up with that with a friend or a relationship or anything else. So like, how can you not put these pieces together and say, wait a second, scratch your head and figure it out. You know Dude, what I mean? Really but they are. About, yeah, but people ahead. have, but right? I'm, They're I, just not willing to stand up and say, Hey, this is a problem and this is how I'm going to fix it. Yeah, but it. like the, the the most simplistic one that I think is should be most alarming to others that's flying around the internet now is the little kid being fucking strapped with this mask on his face. And then you have the Emmys and the Met Gala and they're just all right in each other's face, kissing, blah, blah. Like, how is that not an issue for you? Well, that's like, because they're a sophisticated, fully vaccinated crowd. <laughs> oh, and coronavirus doesn't go over if you're at well, a certain I'm just tax saying, bracket. That's, that's what their defense is. Yeah. And what's that, funny even more is people can't recognize what's actually like, dude. They, they think you're a fucking moron and you're letting you're that's you're, correct. you're letting them go. If you call if you call me like, dude, you're a fucking moron, you're gonna fight, right? If somebody's holding your head underwater, you're fucking fighting. And right now they're holding your head underwater and you don't give a shit. No, and you're you're yes. saying, let me go in a little bit deeper. Stand the fuck up and you're gonna fight. This dude, is what's these, happening. These the the mask thing, like people, like when I look at the mask thing, okay, and I'm looking at all these elite people doing all this shit, and you and I have talked about this, so it's not fair, but the truth <laughs> is, but the, dude, I look at all of this shit, right, and then I look over here and all the people serving them, all the people mm-hmm. doing their makeup, all the people doing all the work for them are wearing masks, and they're it's dude, this is elite and servant peasant class. And that's what is that's what exists in communism. That's it. There is elite, okay, and then there is peasant class. And you guys don't understand that. That's it. There's there's top, and then there's bottom. There's no middle, which is where eighty percent of America resides. So you have to decide: Are you over the hump to be elite? Because most of you aren't yet. Right. And if you want the chance to get there, you're going to have to protect freedom now. But like people don't grasp it yet. They're still hearing it's about health. It's about this. It's about that. Like, guys, they have, there's so much data that has come out that's shown that these guys have lied and they have manipulated data. And I'm not saying this is not COVID denier shit. This is, they are manipulating it for an agenda of their own. Do you not remember Fauci coming out literally the first day they shut it down and saying, this is the new normal. This is the way it's going to be. And we all sat there and we're like, okay, We'll be back in two weeks. And here we are 20 something months later. It's not like they're hiding it, guys. I just posted a video of Lori Lightfoot talking about the new world order, talking about installing, because that's what they do. They install people. This is not democracy anymore. Installing government leaders and installing people of, of authority, whether it be housing authorities or civic authorities or police officers or military that are compliant and have, her exact quote, who pledged allegiance to the new world order of governments. And then people are still saying to me, bro, you're hypervigilant, you're freaking out. You're this and No, dude, I'm fucking intelligent and I see it happening and I'm trying to warn you. And I don't understand, what is it gonna take? 
Like, what is it going to take for people to fucking stand up and say, man, we're in some deep shit. I think that's one of the key frustrating parts right now is that because what is it going to take? Because I feel that everybody that, you know, all of us, you know, agree on this, but when you're not able to connect these very simplistic little dots, you know, it's frustrating for people that can see it. Like, what do I have to do to get you to see this? How can I get your eyes open? What, what, what more do you need? You know, but these people, they just reside in the headlines and I always call them headline heroes. They read a headline. That's their belief. You know, they, they don't open up the article. They just read Oh the no, not at all. Or they see that something, oh, well, such and such paid for this study. Look, motherfuckers, if you pay for a study, you can get that study to have whatever results you want. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that shit going on. So don't, you know, send DMs that says like, oh, well, this study says this. And I, I respond when people say that. I go, who funded that study? I don't know. I go, well, look it up and then tell me. It's the fucking people. You know what I mean? They're yeah. going to get their way. Yeah. It's just so frustrating. Have like, you guys seen the video of, of, of Lori Lightfoot? Yeah, I watched it. Play uh, it, though, because I want to put the audio in this in this uh, deal. What it works is there's got to be compliance with the executive branch because otherwise it doesn't work. So you got to eliminate that compliance and you make a mandate um, and then you do training, particularly in the city, I'll call them licensing departments, whether it's zoning, buildings, um, housing will be impacted by it, planning certainly. Um, and it's and you and you pick the people that run those agencies and the deputies that are pledging allegiance to the new world order and good governance. And then I think you have the inspector general do some spot audits to make sure that there is real She's complaint. saying it right there. Like in th- this video is is from pre-pandemic, by the way. But she's laying out the plan right there. It, well, that's happening today. But that's what's that's what's missed on some people or a lot of people is that they are very well organized. We are not. That's they're correct. Organized, they're funded. Yep. Well resourced. I mean, the fact that you could literally have a headline either make the news and be on there for for 5 days straight or nobody talks about it at all. The amount of resources and control they have is that I think that might be to your to your point, Emily, is what makes it so difficult for people to see it. Like because it's hard to see it, right? Like unless you're really in it, you you follow the pages on IG or you know you got friends in in some places, right? Like it is really hard for the average American to realize that this stuff is happening. Like it's really hard, and, and so like I mean I think that that's what hinders that process. They're a not bit. looking. Well, but and then there's the other part too, though they're not interested because guess what? They just want to be left alone. They just want to do their own yeah. shit. They don't want to be bothered. They don't really. They want to trust that everything is going to be just okay. That's why we're here, though. Well, they need to realize that nothing that is happening is shocking and a surprise. Every single thing has been very calculated by design. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what it is. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not so shocking that the borders open that all these people are in. It's not so right. shocking that you know what I mean. All these events that are occurring. Those are all planned. That is all part of this whole thing. And people don't realize they're like, man, this is some this is some shitty stuff that's happened. And this is going on like it's all fucking happy. It's like they're they're baking the fucking cake and all these are the ingredients to get the exact result that they want. Do you really think, guys, like, do you really can you not see that? Do you really think Joe Biden's running the country? There's not a motherfucker. Absolutely not. There's not an American (laughs) in the world that thinks and there's not a person in the world that thinks Joe Biden's running the country. So what better way to get people to accept all these moves that are aggressively dismantling America than to put someone in office that appears to be incompetent so that the rest of American people can be like, this guy really doesn't know what he's doing. No, they know exactly what they're doing. And they're pushing this shit through a vessel of someone who appears to be and may well be senile so that they can say, oh, dude, this guy's just 
destroying the shit. No, dude. They pick that guy on purpose the so that you would masters. believe that. Yes. So, dude, what's it going to take to fix it? Um, what's it? What do you think it's going to take to fix it? It's going to take individuals willing to st- stand up and get organized with other individuals across the nation. It can't just be me in Missouri mm-hmm. standing up. I need uh, someone in North Carolina and someone in Texas and someone in South Carolina. We have to go together and we have to stand together and provide the leadership that this country needs. Well, it's got to happen soon. Yeah, soon. <laughs> soon. <laughs> yeah. Soon. I mean, I think it's bizarre how how many people are unwilling. Like I saw a quote the other day. It said, uh, it says something like, give the people bread and games and they will never revolt. And it was from, it was talking about the Roman empire mm-hmm. and it showed a picture in the meme of the, the Colosseum in Rome. And then it showed a picture of a football stadium. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, guys, we have to wake up. Like we have to wake up. We have to wake up. People are taking away your entire future. You just don't see it because it's your future. It's not your current. You know, and this has been eased in over and over and over and over and over and over. Like if I told, and I did tell you, like the beginning of this whole pandemic, I laid out all the stuff, dude. I got so much hate. I got, I got called everything. Dude, you're conspiracy theorist. You don't care about people's health. You're killing everybody's grandma. I can't believe you. Andy, fuck you. Like, Everything. Death threats, stalkers, oh, breaking dude. into the house. I had somebody break like, in my house and write welcome to no fucking fly list on my fucking wall, bro. In like, red paint to look like blood. Yes. Like, dude, people don't understand what's going on here. And I I said that, right? And you guys were all like, holy shit. And now you're sitting there and saying, I can't believe this is all happening. Well, dude, if I was able to see that ahead of time. Don't you think you think I was just accidentally right? Like I just accidentally like what I said was going to happen happened. Like guys, this is a plan, and we're being played. And this goes for every single person that identifies as Democrat and every single person that identifies as Republican. Every single one. Well, we are being used. We are being pawned to push in an agenda. Why do you think that they are um, creating scenarios? where they're calling people who two years, two years ago, not 10, not 15, two years ago, pro-American people, just people who believe in freedom, who, who fly the American flag, who put the American flag on their car, or their truck, and shoot fireworks off on the 4th of July and eat motherfucking hot dogs, okay? They're calling those people domestic terrorists now. Why do you think that is? Because whenever everybody gets to stand up and riles up and becomes America, they're going to be able to go against those people using the Patriot Act to look into their emails, to look into their bank accounts, to look into their lives, to this, 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 all for just being American. Mm-hmm. Like, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And people have no idea what's about to happen. No, we are only uh, 20 months into their plan being initiated. Yeah, and it's so, ten, it's a 10-year plan. Yeah. 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 People think it's it's bad now, or maybe they don't think it's bad. Maybe that's the problem is it's not just not, it's not bad, bad enough, enough yet, yeah. you know, to really get in, involved. Because it's not really affecting them. There's right? not, not yet. Comfort, right? too, not we're yet. too comfortable. Not yet. But, you know, I, I understand from a small town that it's not really affecting anything that I have going on right mm-hmm. now in terms of our business or our family or our bank account or anything that we're doing. 
I could just as easily stay home and enjoy my life and the beautiful life that we have created for the next 10 years. But I do understand that my 10 year old nephew thinks Martin Luther King ended slavery because they're not teaching history in school mm-hmm. and they're not teaching kids hardly anything in school, especially in these states that have, their schools have been shut down for two years. So once those children become of adult age, with no education and no means to take care of themselves. They have to depend on government. That's when their plan truly comes into fruition. That's right. What do you, what are we, it's going to be too late now yep. then at they, that point. People, the people have to realize they are intentionally keeping your children dumb. Yes, they, they are. are intentionally handicapping your children for life. They are intentionally teaching them all this woke political shit. Like, dude, this is reality. This is what they are doing. Okay. And, and it's, yeah, it's not even anti teacher. I have great friends yeah. that are teachers. They're teaching the curriculum that's put in front of them. Yeah. They're good people. Yeah. And, but they're just not quite getting to the history mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. or they're not quite getting to science or math or whatever it might be because there's just too much going on in the day. Yeah. I have people reach out to me all the time who are teachers and they're like, dude, I don't know what to do because if I say anything, I will literally get yep. fired. Like, dude, when I was in second grade, I can remember saying some stuff to my teacher and she's like, look, you should be thankful that you're in America because if you said that in China, they would kill you. Like, I'm second grade, bro. Like, yeah, but that's the truth. That's what kids need to understand. Like, it made me appreciate what's going on. Now those teachers are like, hey, they got it right in China. You know what I'm saying? Like, Or or they're teaching the kids that two plus two equals five. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that right there is why you're seeing a huge influx to private schools. Yeah. That's why. I mean, it's not COVID. It's not, it, it is, it is political. They're not much better. No. Depending on where you're at. Yeah. I can tell you this. A lot of the private schools here have lost my support. Sure. Because they become all woke shit. You know, they're not teaching kids the right things about America. We, like I said, we come from a small town and I sent you the picture of uh, my uh, daughter's teacher giving her one of the books that, uh, that are from your uh, guys' collection. Otis and Charlie books. Yeah, the Otis and Charlie books. And, you know, so the good books are getting handed out as well, but we're, we're still missing the education that we got, the history that we received, the, the important things that we know to be true about our country our children aren't getting that. No. Well, I remember in eighth grade, I don't know about you guys because I grew up in obviously a different district, but in eighth grade, before you could actually get out of past eighth grade to get to ninth grade, one of the last is you had to pass the constitution test. If you did not pass your eighth grade constitution test and it was known ahead of time, like as soon as you started school, hey, you know what? In April, we had the constitution test. You need to start studying now. And our history teacher had three walls full of blackboards and we learned that day in and day out because you had to pass that test at our in our school district in order to even move on to your freshman year of high school. They don't I don't think they even teach the constitution anymore. They're wiping their ass with the constitution now. They're wiping their ass with the constitution and blatantly and and honestly proudly like it seems to be. And what's what's so strange did you see the constitution some of the original copies are up for sale and they're going for like 20 million dollars? Did you see that? Yeah, they uh, it just came out. I believe it was middle of last week or something. There's seven original copies of the U.S. Constitution, and the price of it, it can, it's considered filed under art, has skyrocketed, and now they're going for like twenty million dollars for the original one. And it just it's just so strange because in the climate that we're at, is it patriots wanting to buy it? You know, or why are we selling our history? I know, Should that not be in a vault? But that's somewhere, like it and it's sold as art. It's they're being sold off purpose. out of museums. I know, yeah, but to, get rid to, of it. To dilute the history and the culture of the United States. And dude, there's so many people out there right now who think 
well, yeah, the history and the culture of the United States is, is racist. Yeah. So it needs to be. You guys have been fucking hoodwinked. Yeah. Okay. That's the that's the uh, critical race theory new version of history. What are they called? Sixteen nineteen project. Mm-hmm. You know, like, dude, this is absurd. Okay. Um, this country was founded to to be the only place in the world of free people, the only one where anybody can be born here. And then no matter what your color is, no matter what your race is, no matter what your gender is, no matter who the fuck you are. And ha- were we there on day one? No, we weren't. But there has been tons and tons and millions of people who have sacrificed their entire lives to get to a point where people from all different races, all different genders, all different backgrounds have the opportunity to be great and build an awesome life here in America. And that is being ripped from you. And most people are apathetic to it because they don't use the opportunities that are granted to them anyway. They sit in the bar and fucking drink beer on Tuesday and talk about how the world fucked them. So what difference do they give a fuck if the freedoms are being ripped away? They don't utilize them anyway. So nothing changes for them. If you want my honest opinion, that's it. I think most people are apathetic because they don't, they honestly don't utilize what we have here in America and don't appreciate it for that reason. We're preconditioned to, um, you know, our, our self-worth comes with what you think about me. Did you like my post? Did you love my post? Did they give my kids straight A's this this year? I mean, we are, they have conditioned us to that. Right. So now, you know, maybe my kid did get all straight A's this quarter, but I don't think she's where she needs to be at to be, you know, at a certain level or a certain grade. And you should be making those own choices for your family and evaluating your own situation and not relying on somebody else to tell you whether or not you're doing a good job or whether or not you are living the American dream. That is that is a feeling within yourself. That's such a good point. That's missing in the world, like across the board. You know, how many people develop their whole worth off of their social media and the likes they get? Like they've literally trained themselves to be like a puppet for the attention and the likes like they, like they, so many people have lost complete sense of self because they, they have become over the last decade addicted to that attention. You know, dude, it's scary though, because they're addicted to the attention. They want to do what's going to get them the attention. Therefore they, they, huh? They keep doing it. Exactly. They keep doing that. They lose sense of actually who they are. And you know, sometimes I just, I'll just sit and I wonder, I'm like, I wonder who this person actually is. Not the social media version, not the person you see at the bar, but they've actually retrained, you know, who they who they are morally inside of themselves because they want to do it for the likes. You know, oh, I'm not going to post today because my last post didn't get many likes and it was embarrassing. So I don't want to do it like what? Like, what are we doing? It's it's disturbing, especially, you know, that's what I was talking about previously with like young people. What can they do, though? Because they're so trained to that, you know, and it's like these kids need their confidence, you know, because we all know as adults you actually do the shit and gain confidence, you're not worried about what other people think. You know, you're doing your own shit, right? Sure. Well, and you preach all the time doing hard shit. That's what creates confidence, you know, not posting some fluff piece on Instagram. That's not going to actually create confidence. It might make you think that you're confident, but it's not true confidence. It's not the confidence to step up, speak out, do the things that need to be done to build a life. Yeah. Well, And that comes though too. If, I was talking to someone earlier today about that as we were talking about when was the, when was the line drawn of the, when Andy and I were in school, you know, there was first place, second place, and then losers, you know, when did it come about of now everyone's accepted? Like it's, I think it started almost in the 
2000, right at 2000 year where it started becoming this, everybody gets a trophy because everybody wants to be liked and gets the pat on the back and, you know, like no harm done type of situation, you know? And it's like these, everybody that's from that age and up, it's disturbing because they, they do feed off of that. They do. They do. I don't know. I have a, a heavy sports background. So, you know, when I got the third place trophy at state versus the first place trophy, it's trash. It, it ain't worth <laughs> shit to me. Right? Like I don't want a picture with that thing. I don't yeah. want my picture yeah. on the wall. I don't want the trophy in the case. Like, I don't want that third place trophy, throw it away. But I'll keep these first place trophies over here, you know. I I think it just comes from that that people again, success is not things. It is the freedom to choose the life that you want. It's the freedom to to go after your dreams or or build whatever you want to build. And people are so wrapped up in things right now because that's what we're being told by the twelve hundred or fifteen hundred people who have the most things, yeah. right? Yeah. Like they're just a handful of people that would fit in one room out here, yeah. right? Like they don't really know anything about the, life. Yeah, and those people are showing up at events with <laughs> dresses that say tax the rich. Yeah. $20,000 dresses yes. at a $30,000 event. Aimed at the upper middle class saying those are the people that really screw you guys. Sure. Made by a woman that is- Now do you pay your taxes? Back on taxes. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable, dude. Like it's unbelievable. I don't know. I feel like people are starting to wake up, you know, oh, for but, sure. But dude, it starting to wake up ain't good enough. No, it's like not. they have to wake up. Yeah. yeah. I, I think one, one thing that I think about too, of like why, why we, why we're here is that because of all the, the social atmosphere out there, it is really compromised. Like what your values are actually are. And I think that's what people right now are struggling with. Like they have no idea. Like what exactly do you stand for? Right? Like, like what, what, well, you and I talk <laughs> about this all the time, bro. Like you, you told me you, you never knew what conservative meant. Right. Right. Like I had my values, but I was always told to call it something else. Yeah. Right. Like, like, and so a lot of people are struggling with this and then, you know, you, you push this, you know, you get these incentives for, for, you know, making these videos and all this other stuff. It compromises your morals because then, you know, I'll do anything for a couple of hundred likes. Right. Like, and so I think people are struggling with like, what, what are your actual values? And I think that's what we've lost because as Americans in this country, we've become so tolerant of all, you can have as many morals as you want. You can stand on this side, you can stand on this, you can be a feminist and support LGBT. We're, we're, we're now, now the water's getting kind of muddy, right? Because you can't have all of those. Well, things, that right? was the and whole so, point of this insurgency. And that's what this for sure. is. This is an insurgency of communism over the last two and a half decades. For sure. And what they've done is they have polluted the idea of literal hypocrisy. Okay. Hypocrisy doesn't matter. Anymore. Dude, if you go read uh, Solowinsky's book, it talks about this. Okay. Uh, and by the way, go Google who that is and, and then go look at who Hillary Clinton and all these motherfuckers worship. All right. So if you read it, one of the things that they talk about is creating a scenario where it, there is no logic. Okay. Right. There's no logic whatsoever because when you remove the logic, there can be no hypocrisy. When there can be no hypocrisy, there is no identity. Mm. Okay. So these people who are out there saying, Oh, uh, I stand for this. And I also stand for this. Even those two things are conflicting ideas. That's not a concern of theirs. They right. understand that people won't draw the line there. Right. And the truth is, and this is the truth. The truth is, is that most of the people out there right now from center left do not understand at all how hypocritical some of these people's values are. Like they do not go together. Right. And like, eventually you're going to have to figure that out because 
what's happening is, you know, there can be no conversation or productive conversation when you can just believe whatever you want and nothing exactly. conflicts. Right. So, dude, it's like the it's like gender fluidity, right? Mm-hmm. I call it logic fluidity, right? Right, like you can decide what matters to you and what you want to stand for, regardless if it conflicts with anything else that you stand for, <laughs> and you're still entitled to be correct. No, the fuck you're not. Right, that's just not true. Okay, and, then, and, and then, we need more yeah. people in America to stand up and say, no, that's not true. It is not true that a man is a woman. It is not true that a woman is a man. Right. It is not fucking true. Now, are you, do you want to dress like a woman? Cool. Do you want to dress like a man? Cool. I don't care. But this thing of like, of confusing everybody to where nothing has meaning, that's a, that's a Marxist communist fucking tactic that has been implemented for literally thousands of years. And that ideology, if you go back and actually research what most of you won't, has killed more people than literally any disease, any war, any fucking thing in the history of the planet. Ever. Ever. It killed more people than fucking everything. And people are out there rallying for it. We have we see this dude on Instagram, that guy, that teacher, he has a hammer and sickle oh, tattoo on fucking, his fucking uh, chest. Gabriel Gype. Yes. Jeez. Dude, you guys have to understand you cannot just say, and, and I thought this for a long time, hey man, people can just do whatever the fuck they want and it's yep. cool. They can't do that anymore. Now we have to protect what America is about. We have to protect the cultural values. We have to protect the the ability to choose, like you're saying. But in a way that is in a that you can lead that person, right? And into a, a path that is building back America. Correct. Right. You can't just tear them down and say, no, you're a dumb SOB yeah. for believing that. Yeah. You have to say, you have to give them your perspective and, and they have to be willing to listen and you have to be willing to listen to them mm-hmm. so you can lead them down a path to a better America. Yeah. It, it can't be so polarizing all the time. Well, that's why they've introduced this, this, the, these concepts in, you know, the cancel culture things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and that's a whole nother that's thing where we're tolerant of them, but they're not tolerant of our they are ideals. Not. And then that's the problem. I think I want to say it was uh, Thomas Jefferson once said, you know, if you got five people in a room and we're all thinking the same, then nobody's thinking, right? And like that's what makes America great. Like because we're all allowed to have these different opinions and point of views and all of that stuff, right? But the problem is, like you said, there's 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 too fucking many now. There's more opinions and and morals and values than there are people in this country, right? And that's muddies the water. And so what we need is leaders, right? That can come up and say, well, hey, listen, you can still believe that stuff, but we have to all agree on a few certain things. Right. And then these certain things will allow you to have whatever lifestyle you want. But we have to agree on this. But but we're completely tolerant of them, but they're not tolerant of our ideals. And, and that's the problem. That's why we're here. And and, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, like it's very it's historically accurate. I mean, we there are things in society that we need to all agree on. We agree that we should be stopping at stop signs. Right. We agree that you should slow down in the fucking school zone. Right. Like there's things that we agree on. And now we, we we've agreed on so much and damn near everything that we agree on nothing now. Sure. Well, it's like they created this fun house situation. You know what I mean? You go to a carnival, you go in the fun house, there's fucking mirrors and walls and mazes like nobody really knows what they even stand for. Yeah. You know? So and it's if like, you don't know what you stand for, how can there be a culture of America? Right. Exactly. And what you said about the gender thing reminded me. Remember that video I showed you? It was so disturbing is that, you know, OK, I think if we need to have a birds and the bees talk, you know what I mean? Man and woman, that's how you make a baby. Right. There was a video of that uh, chick that said, like, 
oh, so you want to marry a woman so you can have a baby? You've got a breeding kink. So now it's a kink if you live a traditional, you know, lifestyle. <laughs> They're trying to coin it as like, you're weird. You've got this breeding kink. Okay, let's look at family. I guess all the animals in the world have breeding kinks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and the reason that, but the here is, so that girl's going to say, oh, hey, mom and dad, you guys had a fucking breeding kink. And so that's why, why I'm here. Why are we you listening know? to these people? Dude, exactly. It's, it's beyond me of why people put any stock in these people or their opinions. Well, that's like, my gripe with these, with these conservative influencers. It's like all you motherfuckers do is say, oh, I, you, I can't believe that you don't see this. Dude, fuck them if they don't see it. Go do something like Kalina's doing. Exactly. You know, which by the way, is the whole point of the show. You know what I'm saying? This is someone who is making a sacrifice, who has decided this is important enough to change her actual life, not making posts on Instagram, not doing, you know, bullshit. Okay, actually showing up and saying, hey, I, I'm willing to do this. And and that's why I featured her on the show. That's why I had you come here, because people need to understand what it's going to take. What are your what are your words to these to these people who are on the fence? Because I know there's a ton of people right now who are like, fuck, I got to do something, but I don't know what to do. It's one step. Right. And and I think that you talk about this a lot on your show or, and you definitely talk a lot about it in RTA is. Just take that first step and then the next step will follow. You just got to take the very first step off that ledge. If that is putting your, you know, signing up to run for school board or signing up to run for city council or to get on your health board or, or whatever that might be, or on an industry related board, it's just that first step. If you mm-hmm. take that first step, you will feel empowered to keep fighting for your way of life, to keep fighting for our country, to fight for your own children and your own family. It's just one step. Right. And you can do it. And there are a ton of people out there that will have your back and that will support you. I will support you. You can come find me on on Facebook, Instagram, wherever I will support tell, you. Tell, tell them where to find you, yeah. because you, like I want them to support you and connect with you. Because yes. You're a doer. Yeah. You can find me at Kalina Bruce uh, for Congress on Facebook, on Instagram at Kalina Bruce dot com. Um, just type in my name and you'll be able to find me. And it's K-A-L-E-N-A. Yes. B-R-U-C-E. Yes. Dude, thank you so much for coming out, man. Thanks for having me. This is a big deal. And you guys out there who are on the fence, who don't know how to get involved, who don't know what to do, reach out to Kalina, okay? Support her, get behind her because she's an organizer. She's a doer and she's not going anywhere. She's going to be helping take care of these issues that we are all concerned about and willing to put her her own personal life, um, well, not willing to put it aside, but to take it with her like she said. And that, you know, we owe you the support. So I, I just want you guys to make sure that you're supporting her, you know, uh, however, which way you can, you know, connect with her. Maybe you can help these people get organized in their own communities. I mean, Absolutely. she's willing to help with anything. And, and uh, I just really appreciate what you're doing and, and what you're willing to do. And, and uh, I'm excited for your future, too, because Thank this you. having someone you know, who is young, who who understands what's happening and is willing to do something about it is the solution here. It is. Right. It is the solution. And everybody's looking around, like you said, for these older people to step up. Guys, the older people, you all know who they are. There's no secret Batman dude who's coming out and going to fix everything. You know, there's, there's you and your beliefs and your ability to do something about it right now. And if you don't act now, like you said, this is only uh, year two of a 10-year plan. They got a 2030 agenda. Go look it up. It's everywhere. 
It's not conspiracy. And if you think it's conspiracy, after all the shit that's going on right now, dude, I got some oceanfront property right here in Missouri. I'll fucking sell you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's the truth, man. <laughs> so, um, final thoughts. Get involved. Follow me. I, if, if you need help, there are people in your community. There are people in your state there. You know, you can, you know, people on my team who will help you get involved, make a difference in, in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Right. I am tired of the negativity. I am tired of everybody bringing everybody down. Let's do something good for America. And that starts with you doing what's right every day, not just what's right when people are looking. Awesome. Um, you know, people are afraid to step out. They're nervous. They're scared. Know that that first step is going to be nervous and nervousness is never a bad thing. I actually look at it as a gift because you're nervous because you care. And that's why you're stepping out. Think about it. You know, you're nervous when you ask somebody out on a date, you're nervous before you go on the first date, you're nervous when you get married or you're, you know what I mean? All these good things in your life, you started, it started with nerves. So the thing is, you're going to be nervous, but step out and know that you're nervous because you fucking care. And so it's your obligation to you know, your family, to your country for to protect your freedom and just step up. You're not going to get the hate and the backlash that you expect, you know? So I just think, you know, it's, it's taking a stand no matter what your age is, you know, you know, economic status, anything, it's just standing up. I, I would say that do some deep, deep reflection and, and really think about what it is that you actually stand for. Like what, what is important to you? When, when are you going to pick up that stick and draw that line in the sand? And, and only you can answer that. And, and I just hope that enough time doesn't pass where it's going to be too late for you personally. No, because, dude, if you know what, if we don't pick up that stick and draw a line in the sand, we pick up a stick and smack someone in the fucking head with it. Yeah. And I'm trying to avoid that. Yeah. I mean, we all want to avoid that. Yeah. You know, and then and, and so but but only you can do that for you. What do you got, dude? I know you got some thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like what you said this Monday in our meeting uh, with the peer to peer leadership where 360 leadership leadership where we um, lead each other and we have conversations and we come to a solution together. Yeah. It's important, man. And I think anybody out there listening right now, if you think your voice doesn't matter, if you think you're not a leader, if you think nobody will listen to you, that's, that's what they want you to think. That's what people, that's what people who live an entire life. And then when they die, they're like, Holy shit, I did nothing. That's what they think. So if you don't want to have those, cause I'm going to tell you right now, dude, and I, I've said this a number of times and I mean it. I will not stop. I will not quit. I will not fucking fold. And I don't care if I'm the only one. I know I'm not the only one, but even if I were, I don't care because you, I know that's who I am. You're never going to have rocking chair regrets. When no. you're an old man rocking in your chair, you're nope. going to think, you know what? I did every fucking thing I could to yeah. stand up, to take care of shit. Yeah. And I might be saying all these dumb motherfuckers didn't and we yeah. got fucked, <laughs> Yeah, but hopefully not. And I'm right. not, you know, I can, I can live with that, but like, dude, I'm not going to live with myself saying that I was a coward. It's just not going to happen. So that's the show guys. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Uh, please support Kalina. I'm going to have a couple other people coming on the show, uh, in the coming months that are also, you know, regular people, just like all of us who are willing to get involved and make a change. Uh, thank you so much for doing that, by the way. I know it's a huge thing for you guys. I know you guys are or there's a lot to it. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of sacrifices made. Uh, and I just want you to know that I truly, truly respect and appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having us. You're welcome. Anytime. All right, guys, that's the show. If you like the show, give it a share. Uh, if you don't like it, don't give it a share. I love you guys either way. Talk to you soon. Yeah.
Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. 